Okay. Don't look at the recording thing. It's weird. It's just it's just pulsating. Okay, I'm gonna hide it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, please introduce yourself. Um, my name is Oyetu Makatini. I am 24 and I am an entrepreneur. So, what do you think young people are doing or small businesses are doing wrong in the digital business? I think they're not investing in digital tools and they're not investing, um, they're not thinking about their business in terms of the future. It's, it sort of seems like small businesses are playing catch up because it's ideas first and then only after are people looking at the intricacies of, of their businesses. So I think because people feel pressured to start Facebook pages for instance or have a Google Plus account or a Twitter account, you, they open these pages and then they sit kind of stagnant because there's no sort of investment in digital marketing as a medium for yep. their businesses. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to understand the, the whole landscape in which your business is playing, not just the products that you're selling or the services that you're selling, but the entire landscape. What are people doing in your industry online that you can duplicate or iterate or not use at all you know there's no need for every single business to have um, a presence on every single social media page it's just not relevant you don't have to be on LinkedIn and Facebook and Google Plus and Twitter and 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 you don't have to it depends on your business and when you are aligned in what it is that you want your business to ultimately represent um, then you're able to, to to create that space online even if it's just one really great Facebook page, if you're getting a lot of traction and engagement on that one Facebook page, you can dedicate all of your time and your efforts into nurturing and growing that Facebook page, for instance. But when you have split interests, it becomes a little bit more difficult. So I think small businesses need to invest. And there's so many free tools that are available online that an entrepreneur can, can take. Some are like uh, even 15 minutes, you know. In, in your 15 minutes, you can do Facebook blueprint course, for instance, yeah. or in two months you can do Google AdWords, Google Analytics, Google Display, Google Search. You, these things are possible. They are out there. They are, they are completely free to use. So you just having a good idea about your business, about the service that you're going to provide is not good enough. You need to be able to see how your business is going to sit online because it's a digital platform at the end of the day. It's taking the same concept of a bricks and mortar store what does it look like when people pass by here? What are they going to think? Uh, what is next to your business? Yeah. All of those things can be, can be iterated digitally to be like, you know, you have to be aware of so many different things. But if you don't know what digital is, a scammer can just come and say, I can get you 100,000 likes. And then it's like... Yeah, I mean, we can speak about that as well. I sure. mean, there's a lot of people that say they're digital agencies. There sure. are a lot of people that say they are... Know, social media experts. Mm -hmm. What what really qualifies someone to be able to say, you know, I can do this for you, and a small business being able to to validate mm -hmm. that, you know, what this is the right person to do this for me. How how can small businesses start to, you know, disseminate who's being real, who's mm -hmm. being fake, and who's just you know coasting along, testing and learning, mm -hmm. and wasting their time doing that? I think. Right now in South Africa especially, the digital space is the wild, wild west. Like anybody can literally say that they are anything and that they can get money from that. But 
before I, I speak on that, I, I want to say there's, there's nothing wrong with with testing things out. There's nothing wrong with being a small agency that is working towards what you perceive as your strengths. So if you're really good at social media and somebody approaches you to do their social media, you can still do it, but I think we shouldn't uh, vilify people trying because that's what entrepreneurship is. It's, it's about trial and error. There's, there's hardly any way to really quantify entrepreneurship as it stands. So I yeah. don't think... It's a bit dangerous for us to say, well, if you're doing digital, you have to tick these boxes and you must go to these schools and have these certifications. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing that, that I would recommend people to do is just to see what people have done previously, to see successful campaigns that people have worked on. And also, if you take the time to understand digital as well, you won't be duped. You'll have, if somebody says, I can get you 100,000 likes, you'll be able to investigate that and be like, are we buying these from a click farm? Um, what does that mean? You know, this, I want engagement as opposed to huge Facebook views because you're going to put um, things out and your target audience is not going to find them or relate to them because there's all these other random people on your yeah. page, for instance. So it's, 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 in two, it's in two camps. On the one end, you have to know what you're asking somebody to do because as a small business, you're, you're wearing lots of hats. You know, you, you almost... It's like being like a CEO of a multinational. You have to be able, if, if, if a member of staff says, you know, our numbers in India are failing, this is what the marketing team has done. You have to be able to provide insight as to what they need to do because you understand the climate in India, for example. Yeah. So you have to be, you can't, you can't rely on people to do for your business what you're not willing to do. Yeah. You have to know, even, even if you know basic accounting software, like I'm horrible with numbers, but I know what I'm looking for so that I, can, I know what kind of questions to ask. Yeah. So if someone is, is, is being shady and is trying to sell me something that already exists or they're or they duplicating something from something else, I can say, well, I've seen this campaign before and it's in a, a list of one of my references. You have mm. to be on all the time as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, um, what would you say is, a metric, is the right metric for success for a digital campaign? I mean, I've seen people say stuff like um, likes don't equal money but you know what is the real the right way to validate whether or not a digital campaign has been successful and how do you measure the success of it it depends on what you wanted because some people just want brand awareness so for them likes is actually a, a, a metric of success because people like their page, mm. more people know about them. Yeah. For other people, they want to translate what they're doing online into sales. So you find that people want sales, for instance, but they don't create a sales funnel. So you mm. can go onto the page, but you don't know what you're supposed to do next. You know, even the thing that says, um, even the call to action, for instance, is not uh, in alignment with what you want. So if you want sales, and on your Facebook page, for instance, you don't have a, a buy now or call now call to action, I mean, your campaign or your whatever you're trying to do is dead in the water because you're not telling people what you want them to do. Mm. So th the, the success of a campaign ultimately lies in what did you want? Did you want sales? Did you want brand awareness? Did you want brand love? Do you want... What do you want? And then you're able to go online and see all of these different... For, for instance, Facebook uh, Blueprint has a really, really great model where you can you sort of work backwards to say... For getting sales, this is what I must do. My call to action must look this way. I have to have um, 
copy has to be short and sweet. It, there has to be a number there, etc. There has to be a number to call. People are bombarded with information every single minute of the waking day. Yeah. You need to tell them as an entrepreneur, what do you want them to do with what they are seeing on their page? Yeah. yeah. So, what do you feel small business should be doing in terms of um, digital content? Mm-hmm. You know, and what platforms are right for different media? Mm-hmm. So, in terms of video, do you think YouTube is still the right way to go? Is Facebook the next thing? Is Instagram the right thing? You know, what, what, what's the right platforms? What's the right mediums? And what's the, you know... It depends, again, on what you're trying to do. Um, there's no one medium that I can say can do everything all the time. Um, I feel like I've been speaking about Facebook a lot, but I think they... You have. It's just you that they, really have. It's just that I mean, have. it is an amazing tool. It is. It's a, for do you think it's well. underrated as I do. a tool? I do. I think Facebook and LinkedIn are completely underrated for small businesses. Um, I've even gotten jobs via LinkedIn, just making sure that my LinkedIn profile was not an empty, uh, uh, an empty page. I filled it out, all my credentials, all of my um, qualifications. It just makes it easier because we, as consumers use the digital space differently from people who are on the other end. So when you're, when you're a business owner, you have to sort of look at them both ways and say, what I'm putting out, how do I want people to respond to it? But also people who are sort of in the B2B space, people who are next to me, what do I want them to think about my business as well? Because that's how you, you, you're able to um, enable collaboration, you're able to um, um, be even respected in the industry that you work in because you, you're realizing that the relationship doesn't just go this way, it also goes this way. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's important, it's very important for you to say, if I was meeting uh, the CEO of another small business, what perception would I want them to have about my business? And the person who's buying from me, what perception do I want them to have about my business? Because your investor could be a friend. It could be somebody who has an extra 10K you know, who wants to say, listen, I want to own 10% of your business. I know I do that. When my friends start businesses, I mean, I own small, small, small pieces of lots of different businesses because I'm investing in my friend's dream. So if a friend of mine needs to do something, needs to buy a mic, for instance, look, I, I need 10,000 rand, I need to buy a mic because I want to do a podcast, and I, have, and I happen to have it, that's my investment as well. Their success is my success. It's not just... And, and I tweeted uh, uh, about this as well. I, we also pay each other in skill sharing. So yeah. I have a friend who's a lawyer, and when I get contracts that I'm not too sure about, I just send it to him, and I'm just like, do you mind just having a look over this for me? And if he has other things where I'm strong, where, whether it be online or digital or um, speaking engagements, he can be like, look, do you mind representing me at this conference? I'm not in town or whatever. It's, it's not just about, it's not just about money. Being an entrepreneur is, is, is essentially about being creative. It's about finding solutions where there don't seem to be any. And another thing, like we we like are very performative about entrepreneurship. You have to look a certain way, you have to speak a certain way, you have to be seen at certain events. And it's just it's so nonsensical to me because it means then when are you working? Yeah. You know, like so it's more appearance than Yeah, it definitely actual. is. And I, and I get it. It's important for people to, to perceive you as successful so that they can buy into it. That's just basic human you know, psychology. Fine. But there also needs to be back 
back up to that. If someone says, oh, I'm going to give you a million rand, you seem like you know what you're doing. I need to be able to present a case to say, this is what I've done. It doesn't just seem like I'm, I know what I'm doing. I've done this, and this is where your million rand investment will go. Because I'm always thinking about, if today someone says, we want to buy Makatini Media, I need to be able to give them something to buy. You know? And it's, it's tricky when you're an entrepreneur, obviously, because you have to do all of these different things all at once, but understanding your limitations, for instance, understanding what you're good at, skill sharing, talking to your friends who are next to you, who are even not even in your industry, friends that are lawyers, friends that are doctors, friends that are creatives. I mean, I have my friend, I mean, I teach digital and ICT skills training, right? And I have a friend of mine who's a, who's an art director and graphic designer, and I was like, I'm going to pay you to do my slides. Because what I'm going to do is not going to be professional because I'm not a, a graphic designer. So it's investing in your in yourself as well. If I'm giving a presentation, it must look like incredible because I, I gave the expertise to, to someone who knows what they're doing. And that it just happens to be a friend of mine. So, And I think that's how really great networks begin where we invest in each other now so that in 20 years' time, we are helping each other build a portfolio of evidence for what we ultimately want to do. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I think entrepreneurship should should maybe not be so performative. Maybe we should be maybe we should be focused on the work first, because that's how you create this bubble of perception. And then when you hire people to do things, you realize you've wasted all of your money because the person was all talk and they don't really know what they're doing. So, yeah, using the people next to you to build your portfolio of evidence to say you're a graphic designer, design this. Because now in his portfolio, he has my slides. Yeah. And when I'm presenting, I have professionally done slides. You know, It's mutually beneficial. It's symbiotic. We can work together and like each other and make each other money. Yeah. Yeah, it's relationship, relationship, relationships. I end this very you know, amazing podcast with one last question. Sure. What does the next five to ten years look like for you? Wow. I think about the future a lot. I mean, as one should. And in the next 10 years, I would like to have a, a ICT and leadership um, academy. So I really want to upskill people starting from the ages of 9 to about 18. And I want to almost have a hub where people are being taught skills of the future, coding, software, programming, um, digital media, all of that, because I feel like the solutions to all the problems that we have lie in the hands of the people who are facing them the most adversely. Yep. It's easy to, to, to give somebody who's affluent um, the opportunity to do something, but they, they, they're not really placed in, a, in, in, they're not really placed in, in such a way that they can actually answer real socio-economic problems. So if I think if you teach like a child from Echestavili or Ekukuleto or Esoeto how to program, you're teaching, you're teaching them how to build the future. That's true. And that's what I really want to do. In the next 10 years, I want to have a, a, an academy that is just pumping out these brilliant little whiz kids who are, who are going to create the future. Thank you so much. Thank you.